travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. And it's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. What about prom blame? Oh, man, I'm having a bad day. Can we talk later? No. What about prom? Why don't we just meet after school? No! And now, the moment every popular guy who's made a bet to turn a uniquely rebellious girl into prom queen has been waiting for. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, we talk about the awesome 80s prom. It's a very important dance. Uh, we're being graded on it. For Jim. And with me, my old co-host, he looks more like the hall monitor than the captain of the football team, Mr. Sean Daly. Ah, my home away from home. I love it here. It's good to be back. It's been too long, my old friend. I know, I know. We need to spend more time together, I think. I don't even know you anymore. I don't know Your you. Your hair's about- blonde. I don't know you. You got the, the Kanicki <laughs> hair from <laughs> Greece. My hair is so incredibly long that I have to put dippity-doo in it to, to kind of contain it. Where I look like, I mean, it's huge, like a giant fro. So it's, I'm very knicky right now. If you let a match anywhere within the vicinity of you. I'll go up. Like, like Michael Jackson, like, like Pepsi commercial. I look ridiculous right now. And I, it also, like, the dippity-doo is, like, has seeped onto my forehead. So I, my forehead is almost like a rear-view mirror. Yeah. Look at it. Look at yourself. <laughs> Do you see yourself inside me? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow can you edit that <laughs> okay so we're here today to talk about the awesome 80s prom and if you haven't heard about it here's the basic shtick it is a theatrical production that travels around the country it started in new york and it's basically a chance for people to relive their prom experience so basically you go to this and you're part of the play yeah it's so basic. the play's going on around you. Yeah, it is not, it's not on a stage. It happens in a ballroom. In this case, it's playing Ruth Eckert Hall, February 26th and March 1st, here in Clearwater. You go into a ballroom, and the prom is happening around you. Really? It's pretty cool. Is it cool? I think it's going to be cool. Did you ever see the Curb Your Enthusiasm when he was at like Tony and Tina's wedding? That was like the, the basis for this, right? Yeah, it is the basis Where for you're this. at a wedding, but you're interacting with actors, and you go to take a whiz, and like Tony's in there. And you go talk to him like who the real guys? Yeah, it's me, Tony. And you're like, ah, right, come on, really, seriously. We're in the bathroom. You can cut the character. What are you talking about? No <laughs> one talks to Tony like that. Really? I, and this happens at the prom. Yeah, this happens at the prom. But what happens if you like hit on one of the like actor cheerleaders? But then I think what happens is one of the chaperones kind of swoops in on you and yeah. uh, you know busts a move on you. Are you gonna do that? Hit on a cheerleader? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like then all of a sudden they're like, forget it. It's off. It's like, what? <laughs> Spears, he ruined everything. Oh, great. I want to go to that. I'd raise a ruckus. You would be. I'd spike the punch. Are they going to have that? Like Actually, you know, the nice thing about this, they serve liquor. 
There's no, there's good. a cash bar. I don't bar. think I could get through that sober. To be yeah. honest with you. So this thing's been this thing's been going on for years. I, I think it's been running on for four years now in New York City, off Broadway. It moved to Chicago for a while. I think it's um. And then they occasionally go out around the country and and pl- play for about a week. So we're lucky to have it down here. Uh, Friday, March uh, Friday, February twenty seventh is the official Stuck in the Eighties night at How come the I didn't awesome get a memo about prom. that. Because you won't be in town, buddy. Uh, I could have got some serious tail at that. Hello, ladies. Yes. Hey, hey. It's so Steve do they have, let me ask you about this awesome eighties prom. Do they have like um they have like the football, you know, captain of the football team, they have the nerd. Yes. Do they have all the stereotypes? Yes. And like the nerd, like Dee Flowers, like the hot chick at the end. This is awesome eighties prom, not awesome eighties <laughs> porno movie. <laughs> hey, actually to explain it all to you. We have Ken Davenport, who is the creator and producer of the Awesome 80s Prom. I talked to him yes. for about half an hour, and yes, he will answer all your questions. I, I will listen closely, my friend. You going to stick around until after the interview and do yeah, something? Yeah, I'll stick around. Sounds great. In the meantime, I give you the Awesome 80s Prom interview. I just want to say uh, welcome to the Stuck in the 80s podcast. It's uh, great to talk with the uh, creator of the awesome 80s prom, Ken Davenport. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, the uh, awesome 80s prom is rolling through uh, Clearwater down here in Tampa Bay, um, February 26th through March 1st. But this is not the kind of uh, theatrical production that people are used to seeing at a performing arts center, is it? No, this is not your mother's Oklahoma, that's for sure. Uh, this, uh, the Awesome 80s Prom is, you know, an interactive show like Tony and Tina's Wedding. It's set at a high school prom in 1989. So every single audience member that, that shows up at Ruth Eckert is a senior at, uh, our fictional high school, which we call Wanna Get High. Nice. Pause so your viewers can get that, or your listeners. And, uh, everyone's a, everyone's a senior. Everyone's graduating and it is prom night. And, uh, we, we, you know, go out of 1989 in style. Now, where did the idea, um, how did this start? Where did you come up with the idea from? Well, the idea, you know, I was uh, one of these kids. I graduated high school in 1990, so I lived through all the 80s, and I was obsessed with 80s teen movies. I call my generation the VCR generation. We are the first group of kids that were able to watch movies over and over and over again in our own homes for only the cost of a late fee. So we didn't have to go anywhere. We didn't have to get our parents' permission. We just rented that movie and watched it. So I watched Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, Revenge of the Nerds, all that stuff just over and over because I loved not only the movies but the characters, and they seemed to really speak to me. So, you know, I grew up on this stuff and, of course, the music. And then when I started producing things, I, you know, you write what you know. Uh, and I saw the success of interactive shows like Tony and Tina's Wedding and a few others, and I was like, you know, I want to create one of these because audiences go crazy for it. And I looked for a, a real watershed event in everyone's life, some milestone. Uh, and I thought, especially in this country, there is arguably no bigger milestone for youth than the prom. There's so much wrapped up in it. You're graduating from high school. You're turning 18. Uh, you're going to college. Maybe you'll lose your virginity that, you know, that night. You're, you know, getting to vote. There's all these things that happen that I think are culminated in that one evening. Yeah. So almost, almost for better or for worse, because, I mean, I know for a lot of people, I mean, we've done shows about the prom, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, but for a lot of people, the prom is still sort of a negative 
experience. I mean, a lot of them come out of it like I wouldn't say traumatized, but you know, it's overrated. I, I put too much pressure on it. I mean, th- this is actually almost a chance to kind of like redo it and do more in a more positive way, I guess. Right? That's exactly right. In fact, I when I was creating the prom, I said to myself, "Okay, I'm going to create." the prom that I always wanted to go to in high school. Because you're right, there's so much pressure. I mean, when you were 17, 18 years old, of course, you know, it's like everyone, you think everyone has a magnifying glass on everything that you do and how you look, etc. And there is so much pressure on that night. You're, you know, for a lot of people, they're wearing a tuxedo or a suit for the first time. They have a corsage. They're afraid they're going to pin their date in the boob with that thing. Or do they have a pimple on their nose? Do they have the right car? Like, all this stuff is wrapped up. And it's really hard to let go and have a good time that night. So we tell people, come to the Awesome 80s prom. You're a little older now, probably. You can really let loose and and have a good time like you probably wanted to. In fact, you can drink at our prom. You couldn't do that uh, when you were in high school. We weren't supposed to, but I'd like to say that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Now, how does it actually work? I mean, I know that there's people that are attending the uh, – there's people that are there who are actually actors, Correct. Yeah, we have a, a big cast of like 18 actors that are all reminiscent of those 80s movie stereotypes. We have the captain of the football team, we have the cheerleader, we have the geek, we have the bad boy that's modeled after Judd Nelson. Uh, we have all those types. And they're, they're all competing for prom king and queen. So over the course of the night, they're trying to get you to vote for them. There's all sorts of drama. You know, the captain of the football team and the head cheerleader break up, get back together, break up, get back together, break up. All night long. So you see a lot of that sort of drama unfold. And then at the end, uh, we crown a prom king and queen based on how the audience votes. It's just like American Idol. So you come, you can vote for your favorite character, and every prom is, ends differently. Now, could somebody from the audience theoretically be elected uh, king or queen? Absolutely. It has happened before. We, we, get a, you know, we do a lot of groups at the Awesome 80s prom in all the companies all over the country. It's, it's a great girls' night out or bachelorette party or sweet 16. And class reunions, and we've had some big ones that have come and have sort of chosen their person and lobbied and uh, not only voted themselves, but actually got other audience members to vote for them, and, and we do it. We'll crown an audience member if they legitimately win. That's cool. Now, the, now the actors who come around, are they, um, I know some actors are recruited locally. Are they all local actors, or are there some that travel with the production? They're, they're not all local. We do, we bring down a few actors from New York. Some of them have Done the, they, they do the off-Broadway show, uh, and we decided to give them a little break and send them to Florida for some warm weather. And uh, then we fill out the rest of the cast locally. So it's what I call a hybrid tour in that it's split from both New York actors and local actors. And, and there is some sort of a backstory. I mean, although it's very much like an interactive thing, I mean, there are set things that are going to happen each night, correct? Yeah, there are... We do have sort of milestone markers in the show that are, you know, scenes. There's a dedication to a retiring coach. There's a cheerleader dance number. There's, there are things that happen. And then in between all that stuff is when a lot of the real fun interaction improv happens when the actors are, you know, on the dance floor with the audience and talking to them. And that's where it's, it's amazing. And really no two audience members have the same show. Because you could be in one corner with the Swedish exchange student, and while your friend or another member of the audience is with the football players, you know, putting the geek in a trash can. Uh, so it's 
it's that's where so much of the the real fun happens. There, there really is a Swedish exchange student there. Yes, she is, and everything you've heard about Swedish exchange students is absolutely true. I know this for a fact because for my senior prom, I took <laughs> a Swedish exchange student to prom. Oh, you did. So really, this this whole eighties uh, prom thing is probably just based on me. That's right. That's right. Well, you have to come to the prom and see if the same thing happens to uh, our character as happened to you that night. No, I hope not. The um, <laughs> I really hope not. The uh, now, how does the music work? I mean, there's a DJ, right? Yeah, we have a DJ, and we spin sort of all your '80s hits. Uh, so you know, you never know what you're going to hear, but um, there's it's you know popular '80s tunes from the time. I, I've read I've read reviews of it online where where people have said literally. I mean, this this show can although it has a backstory and there are certain things that happen every night. I mean, depending on how the audience reacts, I mean, how, how much does, I mean, do you notice a huge swing from town to town or night to night as far as how it all plays out with the audience? I mean, how active an audience is? I mean, does that, how much of that does it play a role in uh, success? Yeah, the, the act, if we have 18 actors in the show, the audience definitely is the 19th character. Uh, and it's really all about them. Like I said, the show is very, you know, it has a huge freeform nature to it. So they, we count on them. I mean, they are the bulk of the senior class. So they have, uh, they come in and and they interact and they really drive the show. We of course do a lot of stuff to get them excited and having fun and we do dance contests and we do things like that. Again, just like you would at a regular prom, but just more of a fantasy sort of. Are there? Uh, 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 do you uh, have uh, uh, prom portraits taken and everything? Oh, you betcha. Oh no. Yes. Now, what makes what makes for a really great performance? I mean, what kind of chemistry do you sort of need for it to have one of those really special nights where you're like, wow, that was just incredible tonight? Listen, the best crowds we've ever had are the ones where, you know, we open the doors and people are dressed up already, uh, which we get a lot of in New York, that people come with their hair teased, their blue eyeshadow, the members-only jackets, parachute pants, old bridesmaids' dresses doubling as prom dresses, all that stuff. And... Uh, that's when we know we're going to have a great time. When people understand what the show is before they walk in the door and say, I'm signing up for this, then we have an awesome time. Sometimes the audience goes a little too crazy on us. Yeah, like, like how? Uh, we've had uh, my cheerleaders have had their hair pulled uh, because people really regress back <laughs> to that time in high school and they want to get back uh, uh, at that girl that was mean to them. Uh, the guys actually, you know, I was, when I originally put up the show, I was worried about those cheerleaders that they would maybe get, you know, they wear skimpy outfits at times, et cetera. So I was like, you guys gotta be safe. And after the first show, like all the guys in the show came up to me and was like, what about us? We got roped all night long. <laughs> now, are there actually chaperones in a way that are there to kind of, kind of govern the behavior like there would be at a real prom? Yeah, we have both, you know, in character chaperones and sort of out of character. We have a principal. That makes sure people are, you know, behaving themselves accordingly. We have a drama teacher as well, uh, you know, the English teacher that's everyone's best friend in the high school, and yeah. she kind of makes sure everything goes okay. So, uh, so, so we have a lot of fun. I mean, you can you, you can get a detention at the prom. You can, you know, be told you're dancing too close to your partner, all sorts of stuff. Really? They're going to stop me from dancing too close to my girlfriend? They may try, yes. They may try, but something tells me uh, from your history with Swedish exchange students that maybe you'll uh, you'll get through that. Yes. Speaking of my my experience with the Swedish exchange student, I'd like I'd love to know what your memories are of of proms in the eighties. Yeah, my well, it's exactly that. Like I I what I was talking about before is I felt I was so nervous 
I was so stressed about the whole experience that I never felt I really sort of let loose and had a blast. I had a good time. It was fine. But it was, you know, all this build up and asking the right person. And I had broken up with my girlfriend like a month before, so I had to find someone new. And I really wanted to go with her anyway. It's all that sort of high school drama. And the actual event itself, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. I just remember all the buildup. What city was it in? Do you remember? Uh, I w- yeah, I went to high school in Massachusetts. It was in Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, Worcester. And uh, do you remember what the prom theme was by any chance? We didn't have a prom theme, actually. <laughs> Our, my school was a little different. It was a small private school. We didn't, we didn't do that. And that's actually sort of you know one of the things. We never accessed that fun part of it. It almost it was like... Sometimes I think, you know, activities that we do as children are really adults' ideas of what we should be doing. You know, we should, you should all get dressed up in formal attire and go and blah, 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 and have a corsage and, you know, receiving line or any of that stuff. And frankly, that's not what we wanted to do. We just wanted to have a great time, and that's what the Awesome 80s prom is all about. You don't have to wear a tux. You can wear whatever you want. You can wear them, you know, you can dress up like Madonna if you want. Or yeah. You can do whatever you want, and you can get crazy, and you can have fun, and it's your night uh, rather than someone else's. Yeah. I've, I bought a skinny, I have a skinny tie, a red and black checkered skinny tie that I bought especially for this uh, event. Oh, sweet. Yeah. The skinny tie. It's all about the skinny tie. I know. Tie. They're making a comeback. Everything with the 80s is making a comeback. True. I say the, the 80s are the new 50s. Yeah. You know, every, everyone talked to me, said, oh, you know, the 80s are dying. You're not, the show's going to have a limited life. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll take a couple years out of it. Four years later, four and a half years later in New York, and we see no sign of it dying. And that's because the 80s really do have a lot in common with the 50s. The music, both fun, like upbeat music. Uh, there's, you know, it's fun to dress up like the 80s just like it was the 50s. It's very similar decades. Now, you were a big fan of all the movies back in the 80s, just like I was. I mean, you've seen, you've probably seen every 80s movie as many times as I have. But I got to know, because you're the expert now, what 80s movie or what 80s era movie has the best prom or dance scene, in your opinion? Oh, my gosh. No one has ever asked me that question, and that is a great one. Uh, the best dance scene in an 80s movie. So, my first thought was uh, Dirty Dancing or Footloose, but I think I would have to say that my favorite 80s dance sequence is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, the whole, the whole parade scene. Yes, not a prom, but that parade scene, You, I mean, it just can't be beat. You know, they were all they were all choreographed. All those movies were, were done pretty much by the same person, a uh, guy named Kenny Ortega, who now is famous for, do you know what, what show or what movie? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. High School Musical. Oh, nice. I would have put, put even money that you were going to pick uh, Pretty in Pink for some reason. Yeah, I know. You know, Pretty in Pink was, if you go back and watch Pretty in Pink now, it's a darker movie that people remember. So I tend to, to trend toward the uh, the real sort of upbeat, fun, technicolor ones like Ferris Bueller again and yeah. uh, Footloose. A, a lot of those John Hughes movies, um, I think people remember them as being these real happy, uh, you know, <laughs> laugh a minute movies. And even I mean, I mean, you're right about Pretty Pink. It's it's got its dark moments, a lot of dark moments. So does Breakfast Club, and so, I mean, oh yeah, and then so does that. I mean, Ferris Bueller, which is probably the 
my favorite John Hughes movie has that really dark scene at the at the end where you know Cameron's coming to grips with having to deal with his dad. I mean, yeah, I think we remember those movies as sometimes a little happier than they really are. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that's, Breakfast Club is a really, you know I was talking about Breakfast Club the other day because. You know, I was talking actually about the difference between movies and plays, and a lot of people say that, you know, movies are about action, about things happening, and plays are uh, about characters. And you think about Breakfast Club, nothing happens in that movie. It is literally a play set in one location, pretty much, where they just talk. I mean, it's amazing, that, that film. And it does get into some very, very dark stuff. Those All those kids are really kind of fucked up. And in because of sort of how, you know, their family situations and all this, and it's great that they, you know, share those experiences sort of come together and, and say, we're not going to take it anymore. Uh, it's, it's an amazing film. When I, when I talked to Molly Ringwald uh, a couple years ago, she was touring on uh, the Sweet Charity uh, National Tour, and I asked her about Breakfast Club, and she always thought that that was the one movie that would have been great if it had been adapted for stage later on. I think she's right for all the reasons that I, w- I just said. She, it's a, it is a play. I mean, it really is. It's you know five or six kids, right? Right, one location, sitting there talking, and incredible characters, incredible characters. Uh, so she's uh, she's right on the money. Now you're also involved. I read with some other shows that are in New York right now that are getting a lot of press lately, like uh, Speed the Plow, which had the whole uh, Jeremy Piven controversy, and then the new uh, Will Ferrell show with about President Bush. That's uh, that's right. Yeah, I'm producing both of those shows in New York. Is that a lot to juggle at once? It is a lot to juggle at once, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I love doing theater, and I love doing shows, and I love doing shows where audiences have a blast, uh, and they certainly do that at Feral and Speedy and, and The Prom. It's, it's all about that. So the more audiences I can you know, get smiling and having, having fun, the better. Now, I also hear that you're working on an adaptation of the 1980 f- uh, film Somewhere in Time. Correct. What's that all about? I, I'm a big fan of that movie. In fact, I just watched it the other night on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I got to know what you, have in, what you have in store for that. Well, you know, it's so funny. I hear so many people tell me exactly that. Like, it's, it's sort of the closeted favorite movie of so many people. It's not something that they say, oh, my God, that's my... But when you, when you mention it, people go, oh, my God, Summertime, I love that movie. It's one of the most romantic movies I think ever made. Uh, the idea that um, there is basically someone for everyone they just may not be in this time. So this man travels back in time to be with his one true love. So we're, we're just in, uh, in the creation phase now. We're writing and putting together the creative team. Uh, so that one's probably you know, a good year to two years away. But uh, it's something I'm very excited about. I remember seeing the movie for the first time and, and just sort of being so captivated by the magic of the, the movie. And that's, I think, what makes great musicals, when there's just the right amount of fantasy that lend itself to uh, musicalization, which is a heightened form of expression. Now, are you going to be in Clearwater for the, uh, for the run of uh, 80s prom shows down here? I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to work it out with my travel experience, uh, my travel uh, over the next few weeks. I mean, I, I love going to the prom, and I especially love to see it in new cities with new audiences and new actors. So, because it, again, it's like seeing a different show every, every time I see it, especially in new cities. So I'm trying to work it out, but I'm not sure if I'm going to make it down or not yet. When you, when you attended, are you ever tempted to jump into the production and kind of just participate? Oh, sure. You know, they've had to pull me out of the breakdance circle a few times. 
Oh, that's great. Well, I can't wait to uh, see the show. It's playing uh, February 26th through March 1st at Ruth Eckert Hall. Is it touring nationally after this? Is it continuing on? Yeah, we, we do sort of run-outs in cities all over the country. You know, we're doing, uh, we're just uh, finishing up Schenectady, and then we're talking about going back to Chicago, where we were, so that you'll sort of see it pop up in little satellite companies all over the country. Fantastic. Sounds like a great time, and uh, I really do appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us today. My pleasure. So there you go, the great Ken Davenport. It was a good interview. He's a nice guy. You are like a younger Mike Wallace as an interviewer, or a fatter Morley Safer. <laughs> nice. No, you're good. You're a good interview. So I, I understand it now. I'm not sure I'd want to go to something like this, but I can see you liking it. Well, you had a much better prom experience than I did. Yeah, I barely even made it to prom. Natalie Diffenbaugh and I. Drink, 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 blue eyes are not bright. As stars when they're shining on me. Drink, drink, drink. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, that's good. It's nice. Natalie and I, um, Natalie made her own dress, pink dress, looking very hot. Uh, and I, I don't think we made it into the prom that much. We kind of had some other things in mind. She made her. She made her own dress. Yeah, she did. Like Molly Ringwald in. Uh... She made her own dress. It was really, it was pink. Yeah, she looked great. And uh, but I remember it was a little awkward because uh, um, her sister also looked very hot that night. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, of course not. No, I was a gentleman. You're a liar. You're a filthy. F- don't go lie. You didn't have the guts to tell me the truth. That yeah, was fun. Prom was good, but I don't remember much of the actual prom. In fact, they rented some crappy thing outside. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It was like some bad, like Moose Lodge. Yeah. How about yours? Did you have a good prom? Did you, go, you didn't go to prom, did you? No, I did. I went to. I went to two proms my junior year and one prom my senior year. And as I told uh, Ken, I am the I'm the mythical creature that actually took the Swedish exchange student to prom. You did not. I did, and I explained this in our prom podcast. How have I never heard with my Scandinavian ties? Yeah, Mama no. How have I never heard that you have also have Scandinavian ties? I did. Maria. Was she like typical Swedish? Tall, Tall blonde, blonde hair. Yeah. Did she, you guys hook up? No. Sorry. What do you say like that? No, like you wish you had, but you didn't. Yeah. Did you make out? Did you kiss? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, then you hooked well, we up. Had, well, no, hook up to me you means. You didn't make out. I could see it. You can tell I'm lying. Ugh. Maria. But so I actually did take a Swedish exchange student. There actually will be a Swedish exchange student at the awesome 80s prom. You should it's try to, sort of like you a tip. Hit on her. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if it was the same person? Yes. No, it wouldn't be cool. Really? At all. I never knew about Maria. You knew about it. You've just forgotten. Yeah. You know, do you remember what we had for lunch today? Yeah. Bad Indian food. Well, it was good Indian food, but you got a lot. Like the woman who doled yours out gave you big piles of Indian food. Like she wants me to lose weight or something. <laughs> I go, well, like, tiny little vindaloo. <laughs> Hello, little vindaloo. So the, anyway, the whole point is this is the prom that you wanted to have, not the prom you did have. Are you, um, is there dancing involved? Yeah, lots of dancing. Can you dance? Uh, you can, I can sway side to side. Do you do the sway? Yeah, I do the whole, the whole like, uh, toro, toro. <laughs> You the tour? I do the uh, maimed duck. It's kind of like this weird winged creature. The fur fiance always makes fun of me. I'm like, oh, there he goes. He's taking off. <laughs> really? The wing? Yeah, I don't know. The way you're doing it to me right I now, like the, like, it's like Top Gun. It's like, never call the ball. 
Two, yeah, pull up, pull up, Maverick. And I kind of do this. Like, I don't know what that's all about. Equilibrium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to stay balanced. No, you know, actually, I, I, I do fear this a little bit because there's some songs I, I swear from the 80s you cannot dance to. And I guarantee you we'll hear one of them that night almost. And I, it's Let's Go Crazy by Prince. It is half a beat too fast for me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pull a muscle if I have to dance to that. I see that more as a rock song than a dance song. But they break it out at every. But you'll 80s get like night. bust the move and. Uh, I wonder. I guarantee you bust them playing like a, 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 song, 90s a 90s song. Yeah, yeah. Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. For, yeah, it's no! gonna ruin the whole night for you. Or like '79. You'll get something. Well, but 79 would be okay, because theoretically you could have a 79 song at an 80s prom, but you can't have a 90 song in 1989. You gotta take, I gotta see some video of you doing your uh, sway, your, your, the, your tour dance. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be a lot of slow dances, because that's about all nice. I can do. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's Sean's favorite segment. I love all the segments now. Now you do. I'm going to say that the segments are now the best part of the show. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, it wasn't the exchange we just had. (laughs) Oh, you're too hard on us. (laughs) Stop it. I really am glistening. Look at my kaniki hair. I know. I could, like, the whole, like, the glass that separates I keep waiting for you to break into grease lightning. (laughs) Look at the that. Cream. Do you like that oh, little curl? Oh. Sometimes I put the curl down to really mess yeah, you with do. the ladies. Let's stop it. We have one amazing letter this week. It's wrong. It's factually inaccurate, but I'm going to read it anyway. Stephen Q. Spears, are you ready? Yes, go for it. This comes from Scott from Canada. Dear Stephen and Sean, as you have already heard, Miley Cyrus has been sued by someone in the Asian community for $4 billion for her insensitive photo mocking Asians. Did you hear about this, Steve? I did. Very unfortunate. Sad. This has led me to launch a lawsuit against Sean Daly for his attitude on Canadians back in Podcast 95. We the Canadians will be suing for $2 billion or a bag of Funyuns to every Canadian. My lawyer, Bob and Doug Law Firm, will be contacting you shortly. Scott from Canada. I have never, ever said anything mocking Canadians. Ever. That's not true. It is. I've never said one thing maligning the great country of Canada. Obviously, you've forgotten this moment at the Spears Lair. Hey, Sean, you want to watch Lethal Weapon? Mel Gibson? I hate Canadians. Dude, he's Australian. Ah, he looks Canadian. Starting to become clear now there, buddy? Uh, I don't know. I was in a weird mood that day. But that's the only time I've done it. I don't think so. This only happened just two weeks ago. Hey, buddy, how'd your day with the FF go last night? Oh, that broad is a pain in the Manitoba. And let's, of course, not forget our last road trip to the Crazy Buffet. Dude, don't use a restroom in a truck stop. Oh, man, it smells like Winnipeg. So, Scott, I think the uh, check for $2 billion will yes, be forthcoming. Yes, it's on its way. Fine. Or Korean Funyuns. <laughs> Get ready, Canada. I'm about to heat things up. Some Korean Funyuns. 
What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a snip of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, prizes galore. You really have prizes? prizes? Yeah. We still have mad balls. You can't give those mad balls away. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how come everything we say sounds I like dirty know. this episode? No, really, you have tried. Yeah. Please Everyone who walks balls. by our desk, I'm like, our joint touch, desks now. I say, here, tr- you know, play with my f- mad balls, and they all, <laughs> it doesn't work. You want to follow my mad balls? Yeah. You so- really cannot, really. People, please, ask Steve for his mad balls. Yeah, ask for my mad balls. But I also have another gift. Once the mad balls are gone... I'm not making this up. I have Care Bear baby doll t-shirts for teens and juniors. I can painfully vouch for that. Yeah. If you want to see photos of them, we're going to post them on our blog featuring our uh, favorite Care Bear models, Stephanie Hayes and Lauren Clark. Who I was here for um, Stephanie's photo shoot. Yeah, Lauren. It really made things awkward. It did. <laughs> Very awkward. I couldn't stop staring. I should say that your first model was, uh, was Sean Daly. But I really, I went to the bathroom to put on the baby doll tee. We thought it'd be funny, you know, my man boobs and everything. But I couldn't even get it over my head. Yeah. They're really small. Well, not for girls. But um, Lauren Clark is the other model. And if you don't know who she is, she's the voice a lot of times in the skits that we do at the beginning of the show. She's crazy. She's great. We have the Care Bear shirts, which were given to us by American Greetings. And uh, the shirts are actually available now at all Rue 21 stores around the country. Go to, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Go to www.iheartcarebears.com to download free wallpapers, emoticons, and more. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery movie moment. You don't look like browsers. No, what do browsers look like? Maybe I'm half browser. On his father's side. Sean Daly knows the answer. Great easy money. And you got this from my DVD, I believe. Yes, I did. Which I'll be holding on to. Monty, see Monty, do you know? Did you watch it? Have you watched the whole thing recently? I'm still watching Mr. Oh, Baseball over and Come on, over Easy again. Money's a classic. I will, I promise. It's like my top 20. The regular guy look. <laughs> it's nice. Anybody win? Nobody won that. Yeah, a lot of people won this one. Nobody was fooled. Uh, some of the winners include Chase Squires. Chase Squires? Can he win stuff? <laughs> Barnicky. Barnicky? He owes me money. Chase Squires is a former employee of the St. Pete Times. He can't win anything. He might fit into one of these baby Where doll. are the bylaws? He might fit into a Care Bear t-shirt. He's, yeah, he might. He's a wee, a wee lad. Yeah. Come on, Chase. Go for it. I used to love his leprechaun dance. Mm-hmm. Gordy in Michigan. Gordy. Dave Featherstone in Australia. Uh, J-Dub. Walter Cox. Coxie. Glenn Gilman. Padre Paul from the Twin Cities. And Josh Taylor. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Okay, we got uh, two wild cherry slush buckets. Mega for you and colossal for uh, Goldilocks over here. Sean Daly, do you have a guess? That is obviously Canadian bacon. You're going to rot in hell, my friend. <laughs> rot in hell. <laughs> if you know it, email us at stuckinthe80s at com and let me know your Care Bear size. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, signature event time here. You know what I really like about Canada? What? They have great strip clubs up there. Do they really? Oh, on the Niagara on the Canadian side, Niagara Falls, best. Have you been there? The Sundowner. Tell him Sean sent you. <laughs> God. You <laughs> still have a do not admit. <laughs> My face. You've been, so you've been to Canada. I've never been to Canada. Really? Well, well, we should honeymoon there. 
I don't know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because you we'll can do go, that. We there. should do that for like a, a Stuckney's publicity stunt. We'll go over the falls in a barrel <laughs> together. Great. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Not till I kill you first. <laughs> they died full of hate. Uh, name that 80s tune. So anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. That was obviously Not My Slave by Oingo Boingo. I noticed ever since you started dating um, the biggest girlfriend, mm-hmm. is that all like the name that '80s tunes and all the the music you talk about on the the podcast are all like slave and strange love and S and M master and servant. Yeah, master, you got some funky stuff going on in your boudoir, don't you? You know that I do. Why are you uh, asking me a question? Lord, you've seen it. I've showed it to you. I know. You know what? Why? Why all the accoutrement? <laughs> you know what I need? I need a bottle of Crown Royal. And uh, maybe a pair of high heels, and uh, you know I'm, we're good. Crown Royal Canadian, by the way. My tongue it burns. <laughs> Damn you, Great White North. Ah, <laughs> uh, some of the winners include Mike Walters, bass note, the general. Bass note. Bass I love bass note. He is great. He's close. You know, to bass note tells it like it is. If I screw Even up, when he's wrong, bass note. <laughs> that's true. Bass note keeps me in check. Uh, the General, Douglas Arthur, and Crash from Long Beach. You got to really know music to know Oingo Boingo. I love uh, Danny Elfman. He's great. Yeah, I like all his um, orchestral work. Orchestral work. It helps me go to sleep at night. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. Sean Daly has a guess. That is obviously the work of Glass Tiger. Or Brian Adams? Celine Dion. Rush. No, am I wrong? You're wrong. <laughs> you should know by now, we only, we, only, we only play Euro trash and stuff that you would never listen to. This is really your revenge on me, all these crap songs yep. you play. Yep, it is. If you know this week's mystery tune, email us at stuckinies.tempe.com. Because I'm serious, if I do not get rid of the Mad Balls and the Care Bear oh, shirts... You and your scratchy Mad Balls. <laughs> I'll be calling all of you a damn bunch of wieners. Hey, Sean and Steve. This is Jacob from Gothenburg, Nebraska. I know it's lame, but anyway. Uh, I'm 15. I've been listening to all your podcasts for quite a while now. Sean, I think we need to team up to get rid of best friends stealing girlfriends throughout the world. You see, my best friend Shad recently found a girlfriend who swooped down and pecked at our friendship like a fiendish version of Lady Hawk. I figured Sean and I could just make a business not unlike Ghostbusters, in which disgruntled best friends could call, and we would drive over to the girlfriend's house and bust in holding a stereo playing the first 30 seconds of Welcome to the Jungle repeatedly as we sprayed her with a fire extinguisher until she promised to allow the best friend to be with them whenever he wished. What do you guys think? By the way, no offense, Vegas girlfriend. Anyway, I better go, but I was just thinking maybe you guys should do a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure podcast with great lines such as, Ted, don't be dead, dude. You you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. And strange things are afoot at the Circle K. It's a must. Plus, I think it's 80s powers might grip Steve by the groin and pull him back into the following the rule of bros before hoes. Until then, I will be hopelessly stuck in the 80s. 
I feel your pain, Jacob. I feel right here, baby. I'm working on it. Trying to break up America's sweethearts. I'm the third wheel now. I know what it's like. You cut me real deep just now, Spears. You know how we break it? We know how we end it all? We get uh, the FF and the VGF in the same room. Matter and antimatter. The universe collapsed upon itself. No! They've yet to meet each other. It's a great fan greeting. It is. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hmm. I've never seen it. What? Uh, don't give me that crap. You know I've never seen really? it. Really? No, I, I got like 17 kids. I got no time for anything. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Nice. Yeah, Bill and Ted's. I'll watch it. Well, you, does it work as a, a audio commentary? Probably not. Maybe. Comedies. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's hard to be yeah. funnier than the movie itself. Maybe you and Vegas Girlfriend can do a show on it. I don't know if she's Jesus. ever seen it. Just put a bullet in my skull. <laughs> God, <laughs> you're nice. Finally, Spearsy gets some love. And all. So are you bringing Vegas Girlfriend to the Awesome 80s prom? Yeah, she's going with me. She's got a prom dress and everything. I have to buy her a corsage. The works. She's a striking woman, and I imagine that the dress she had in high school still fits her perfectly. Yep. It does. Yes. She keeps herself in very good shape. She's the same size Why she she's was with in you, high I have no idea. Yeah. You're like seven of her. <laughs> if you put seven of her together, it might equal one of you. That's great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel at all no, diminished. No, come on. You're, you're, you're with a hot chick. Jeez. I'm proud of you. She's going to be there. Um, she's going to be dressed in a nice blue outfit. I'll be there in costume. To I some... heard your costume is pretty good. It's not bad. Still yeah. working on it. The uh, my sister will actually be there. Ooh, your sister's hot. Great. Tell her I said that. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first of my friends to say, "Hey, tell your sister I said she's hot." She is. I she looks nothing like you. She's four years younger than me, so she did actually graduate four in nineteen eighty nine. She's fifty six so years. She, she just entered her fifties. She's uh, she's actually older than Vegas girlfriend. Kind of weird, huh? My younger sister older than my girlfriend. Yeah, not that weird. Yeah. You, got, you got other weird things going yeah, on in yeah, your life. Yeah, so much. Yeah, and the so, pantheon of weird spear shit. That's that's. It way doesn't qualify it. I do What's have your sister's name. Kristen. Nice. Yeah, that's all. You I'm could have said you. anything. I may have you just said, have said anything. You know, yeah. Lava. Oh, I lava. Like <laughs> Great. Um, Chris never talk about me. Does she know any of my work? You know, I think she's listened to the podcast a couple times. Yeah, and. He was the obnoxious guy. He ah, looks like Knicky. God damn it, Knicky. The um, tickets for this thing are only 35 bucks, which is pretty cheap these days. Like I said, it's playing um, It's playing every night from February 26th to March 1st, Ruth Eckerd Hall, the home of the 80s here in Tampa Bay, or so it seems. Are you going to get blitzed? I better not. And then, like, crash the stage? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. ruined everything. It was awesome. I just, I'm, I'm really fascinated, actually, by this uh, format. I mean, you are leaving so much to chance, you know? If you have one, there's, there's got to be some sort of security or backup plan at Awesome 80s Prom. Because who knows? I mean, like one of the actors maybe having, having a tough day, like the guy's yeah. playing the principal, you know, his wife just dumps him the other day, and so he comes in there, and he's tanked. you got to follow one of the actors into the bathroom if they do that. <laughs> Try to make him break character. Yeah. How far should I go in trying to make far. him break character? Far. Far. Go really far. Go like to Canada, Canada far, Canada Saskatoon far. far. Grab them by their Winni- by their <laughs> by their Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> grab them right in the Newfoundland. Uh, well, I'm sorry I can't make it. I have a prior engagement, but I'm sure you'll tell me all about it. Yeah, don't forget the official Stuck in the Eighties night is Friday, February 27th. It always starts at 8 p.m. Northwood Hall, Clearwater. Great place to be. The um, 
Ken Davenport hopefully will be there. Oh yeah, cool. You'll get to meet him. Does he dress up? Yeah, he says that when he goes to these things, he, he can't drag him out of them. Yeah. So it should be fun. Just do something to, to screw with the order of things. Really? The chaos theory, baby. Embrace it. You know what you should do? We should Make op- me proud. Open it up to uh, emails. Stuck in the 80s nation. You should go dress like for the 50s or something. <laughs> well, we, we talked about going dressed as goths. Oh, that's cute. And maybe if we ever get a chance to do this again, that's what we're going to do. But this time we're going to play it straight. But Stuck in the 80s nation, I give it to you. If you have a suggestion for some way for me to create menace at the awesome 80s prom, feel free to email me at stuckinies at tampa.com. We will consider it. If Sean Daly was here, I would say it was uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, you know, I would have got done something oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime, Sean Daly, Kanicki. I love Stuck in the 80s, baby. Best podcast out there, and I mean that. <laughs> Ken Davenport, thank you. We all remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Hey, hey, what's this Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Everybody